0: miracle monday miracle monday again got a new guest he's actually been on our on our parish podcast before father michael dank
1: great to be here again yeah last time we talked about experiencing the mass
0: yes and i'll try and remember to put a link to that episode in the show notes or in the comments of this video and this podcast because we went back and forth for probably um I mean, for a while we came up with, I think it's called, like, top 15 mass tips and how to get the most out of the mass and why that phrase, getting stuff out of the mass, is not a great phrase.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's a phrase we understand. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not about what you get, but right, what you give. Mm-hmm. But we get stuff, too, when I mean, he gives us his very body and blood, soul and divinity at every mass. Amen. So, yeah, I I do have a a DVD series and an online uh, video series called Praying with Mass. Really?
0: I mean, I knew that. But yeah, (laughs)
1: it helps people (laughs) enter into Mass and and pray stuff that I never knew um, in terms of even the beginning, the collect, the opening prayer that the priest is collecting your prayers. So that's your time to say, God, here's what I'm desiring or here's a miracle that I need uh, at the beginning of Mass. Yeah, Um, penitential right to call to mind our sin, that we actually do that, Um, that we really offer ourselves with Christ, um, that Christ is present in the priest, the gathered assembly, the word of God and the Eucharist four ways. So like a lot of times people say, I didn't I don't get anything out of it. And I think like, well, he was there to you in four ways. Yeah, two or three are gathered in my name. I'm present. He's he's there in the gathered assembly. He's there in the, the word. So even if the homily is horrible, you have heard the word of God proclaimed and he's speaking directly to you. He's there in the priest. We get to see the presence of the per, in persona Christi and in the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ. So it's a great series. I love I love sharing it with people. And I always find that people from young to really old age say, wow, I never knew that. So it's a great, great series. You can check it out at theprodigalfather.org and learn more about that.
0: So that's your like media apostolate sort of thing you do, uh, sort of in addition to your priesthood. Or this is part of how you're living out your priesthood. Yeah, I was trying say it's really to really people or
1: call in, in the call of reaching people through the new evangelization, new media, but especially focused on prayer. How to encounter Christ in your prayers. So I have a program called Pray Forty Days that is awesome. I love it and. I've just come out with a second book called Pray Advent, so if you're looking for a book this Advent, it's a, it'll, it's a journey of the Advent season, and it's every day is a different guided meditation or contemplation, where I promise that if you pray it, you will encounter God for real. Okay. Yeah.
0: Or or your money back or your money back
1: although we try to make it a free program so i try to everything online i try to make free but we do it yeah we have a physical book as well so a donation helps us um cover the
0: cost of that yeah sweet yeah. but the miracle of this miracle monday is that you're here yeah that is partially a miracle yeah it, everything's a miracle well give us the uh get us into this
1: story where does this start So, my miracle story starts when I was one day old. Actually, when I was born. So, from the very time that I've had... I think the thing with miracles, they happen all the time, but we forget them.
0: Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons we're doing this series is because Mm -hmm. people have stories and you're like, wow, that was awesome. And for two months, you're telling other people and you're sort of still living off the fumes Mm -hmm. of it. And then uh, three months goes by.
1: Yeah, so like even when you talk, you talked, you asked me if I could think of people that have had miracles, and I know I've, I know that I've been a, a, a part of so many miracles as a priest, but even I forget them. So as I've been thinking now over the you know last week or two since we talked, I'm thinking of a number of cases of miraculous um, two of them were in in the uh, in the hospital, infants, brand new babies that were born. And we're supposed to die. Hmm. And I was just there giving them last rites, anointing oh, them, wow. sacraments. And yeah. prayed for a miracle specifically. And, uh, and they ended up living. Um, wow. So for me, I, I, it's like a front row seat in the theater of God's grace. I see it all the time.
0: Um, well, you've but you've always got forget. that front row seat. Yeah. And sometimes it's like we can take it for granted or it's just happening so often that you're Mm -hmm. not taking the time to jot this down or, or
1: or sometimes the miracle happens, but the conversion doesn't, you know? So there's a miracle Mm -hmm. that happens. And then I think that person or family's life goes on to normal after that. And so for me, that causes like confusion or doubt, you know, like, was that a miracle or, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, because hopefully if we experience a miracle it brings about conversion and draws us closer to god that's i think why he gives us miracles yeah um so mine the reason i said that is because mine is one i always have in the back of my mind so sometimes as a priest i wonder why don't i see more why why aren't i working more miracles like i truly believe that the holy spirit works through us in our baptism yourself and mine as priest we're, we're given everything that we need to work miracles.
0: Yeah. And Jesus said we could do it. Not only did he say we can do it, he, he, he said you will do
1: not only the things that I do, but even greater things. So he's, he's commissioned us and given us the Holy Spirit to do not only the miracles that he did, raising of the dead, healing of the blind, cleansing of the lepers, um, yeah. um, expelling Satan, you know, like, uh, but even greater things. So my my miracle happened when I was born and right after my birth there was a blockage that I had in my somewhere in my intestines not quite sure and uh and I wasn't able to take any food in so they had to shave That's my gonna head it's going to be a problem yes <laughs> so they had to shave my head they put an IV a pick IV in my head there's no pictures of me as a baby except one or two because my mother was just horrified at this newborn baby had a shaved head with an IV in, in, in my head, uh-huh. and um, I and, could draw one, and then I'll throw I, yeah. it up on the screen later. And, and then I was placed in an incubator, and for any parent, this is hard, right? You want to hold your kid, you want yeah. To, um, so they placed me in an incubator, and the doctor said we have to do emergency surgery. He needs to have it immediately. We're going to do it tomorrow. They did uh, all the X-rays and everything that evening, and uh, found where the blockage was, and uh, they were going to have to do a surgery, open me up. And and repair that that blockage. So that evening, this is back in the day, the good old days of hospitals, where you didn't just like have visitors in the evening. You know, there was like you're done for the evening. Well, my parents are really involved in the renewal, and Christ renews his parish, and they got to know a couple other families, and uh, two of the couples came to the hospital that night. And when they got to the front desk, they said, uh, "We don't accept." You have to be a you have to be a relative. You can't come in unless you're a relative. And mm-hmm. So they had made the renewals, and they said, "Well, we're her brother and sister in Christ." In Christ, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was their way of sneaking in. So uh-huh. they got in. They got into the hospital, and they came up to and talked to my parents. And they went over. They they said, "Let's pray with Michael." And they went to the incubator where I was, and they all laid hands on me. Uh, They had to put their hands like in gloves and put them in the incubator, but they laid hands on me. And they prayed over me. And um, one of them said to my mother, I want you to pray and realize that Michael is a gift that God has given to you. And with any gift, you have to be willing to give it back to God. And so I just invite you to pray over Michael and offer offer him to God. You know, he's a gift that God has given to you. Offer him back to God. And, you know, it's a difficult prayer, that I think, is for tough. any mother. Are you,
0: are, were you oldest in your family?
1: Third. Okay. So, yeah,
0: I was expendable a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. But um, so my mother did that. She laid hands on me and she said, you know, Father Michael is a gift that you have given to me and I give this gift back to you. And and, and with your will. And then she prayed. She prayed for a miracle. She asked if God would heal me. And so everybody left that night. And the next morning, they took me away and uh, rolled me down to the pre-admission testing and everything. And they they put barium down so they can find where the blockage is. And they do x-rays or some kind of, uh, you know, vision of that. And when they put the barium down, uh, the blockage was completely gone. And... The nurse came in like beaming and saying to my mom, I'm not allowed to tell you what happened. I can't tell you what happened, but it's really good news. And so my mother didn't know what she was talking about. And then the doctor comes in and he says, "Uh, something wonderful happened. It's completely unexpected. I am a doctor and I don't know how to explain this to you. He said, the blockage that was there, Last night, and we had to do emergency surgery on. Mm-hmm. It's totally gone, and he said, "I there was no way for me as a doctor to explain it other than this is God's doing." He said to my mother, "This is a miracle." Hmm. So she was overwhelmed, and my father too, because you know the doctor. The doctor said it's a miracle that he just yeah you know credited God for for what had happened. So one of the couples that came in ended up becoming my godparents cool and so from that moment on they were my godparents and just two of the most loving i i, I like struck out with the god struck gold with the godparents like they're just amazing my, my godfather is deceased but my godmother is still alive so that miracle happened and that again becomes part of my history and It's funny because I look back at pictures. One year I decided to scan all the pictures in and there literally is like one picture of me (laughs) with a little bald spot in my head and no other pictures of that time because my mother was just so traumatized by that. Yeah. For me, this miracle has been an ongoing part of my life. So when I was thinking about going into the seminary, I'd never told anybody I, I, I wanted to be a priest because I didn't um, actually just... <laughs> well, so why would you? Yeah, so I thought <laughs> in my mind, I just thought priesthood is boring. Prayer was boring. Mass was boring. Um, and it's not till I went into the seminary that I discovered the opposite, you know, that I obviously I love praying. I love teaching people how to pray in the mass and priesthood is a, a wonderful life.
0: And I think that's one of your gifts is you get an excitement about it and you get charged up by seeing other people like enter this adventure to where Mm -hmm. it's like, no, no, this isn't boring. It's like, once you get in deeper and once you learn a thing or two about how it actually works and what's going on, it's,
1: it's the greatest adventure. Yeah.
0: So I was, I remember
1: my brother and I, I hadn't told anybody. So Bobby, my older brother was thinking about making a retreat at the seminary, discerning priesthood. My parents tell me about this and it's a Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out with my buddies to the flats to go party. I'm still in college and it was a Friday night. Okay, you get the picture. Uh-huh. So my brother calls and says, "Hey, I'm on that way. I'm on my way to that retreat." He forgot to tell me it was that night. And uh he said, "Did you still want to come?" And I said, "Um, I I think I should." So I went out to the backyard and I had my parents have a beautiful backyard with a stream kind of growing through it, a creek going through it and i prayed and i I remember looking up it was sunset beautiful colored sky and i said god is this do you want me to do this and i did not want to again because i thought i'm gonna lead a boring miserable life (laughs) and maybe get to go to heaven because i say, yeah (laughs) So, so i go out there and i'm praying And I hear this memory comes to mind and I hear the voice, Michael is a gift from God and you have to be willing to give him back. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought, okay, father, my life is yours. And I have to be willing to give it back to you. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give my life to you. And because of the miracle of my birth, that became a part of the narrative of my entering into the seminary that I would give my life to him once more as a priest mm-hmm. thinking again, that it was going to be, uh, all the, all cross and no yeah. joy,
0: sacrifice, yes, sacrifice. So,
1: um, but, and then I entered the seminary and, and everything transformed, you know, where I, I came to discover what a wonderful, um, life priesthood is. I got glimpses of that in the seminary, but even after ordination and now, like, um, like even after my first book, Pray 40 Days, and the lives that that has touched, I feel like I could die. Like, okay, I've, that's, that's enough. it has been wonderful, awesome. you know. But um, what I discover is that we have to continue to, I have to continue to give myself over. Remember who this life is. This life is given to me by him and I have to be willing to give it give it over to him. And any time we do that, that's when the miracle happens. Yeah. yeah. That's when he's really able to to do what he wants to do with our lives and in our lives. So Yeah, that's the miracle story for me.
0: And it's not just uh yeah, giving giving it your life back to God once. Like it's we got to tr- Somehow try and do it like all the time mm-hmm. or even like every day, mm-hmm. which I mean who remembers to do that every day, right? Right. Yeah. Wow, like that is tough. Mm-hmm. But man, when it does when it does happen.
1: And that's why I think it's important to remember the miracles because they're evidence for us of how God works. You know, so we are in difficult situation. We need his help, we ask for his help, we'd be willing to give ourselves totally to him, and he blesses us. Mm-hmm. And we're great for a little while, and then we forget that.
0: Yeah, I think about that with the Israelites who were freed from Egypt. It's like they see these 10 miracles, these 10 plagues happen, and they're, I mean, there's stuff falling from the sky, like mm-hmm. you know, this stuff is real. And then it's just like, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months later, they're like, man, we had better f- better food when we were slaves. Right, right, right. It's like how quickly we forget. So, all right, let me throw in a completely random story because you mentioned the blockage was in your intestines. So <clears throat> we were on a retreat. We went to Life Team Leadership Conference in Kansas. It's where you take, you know, just some of the people who are really involved in your youth program It's a week-long conference down at Benedictine College run by Life Teen Ministry. And, you know, most of these kids, most they've ever done is a three-day retreat. So by the time you get three days in, like the Lord is working on you major. These kids are having major moments of conversion in their hearts, and there's still like three more days left. And they're just like, I can't believe it. What could happen next, you know? So everybody's all jazzed up uh, on the retreat, and then it's the ride home, and I'm like, "Okay, guys, let's uh, let's let's live this out." So uh, now it's a 17 hour bus ride from Atchison, Kansas, back to Cleveland. So we're making all these rest stops. So we go to one of those like buffet places, okay, for lunch. The whole bus of people. But before we go, I tell our group from our church, I say, "All right, I want everybody to approach someone." randomly and say, is there anything I can pray for you for, okay? So to just try and get over that fear of rejection, get outside of yourself. And so people are having like really cool stories. We get back on the bus and people are telling all these stories and it's so interesting. And I was like, listen, don't like wait for some special lightning bolt from the sky to tell you like that's the person in that booth I'm supposed to go talk to. like, just be free. Don't be weighed down with anxiety. So, you know, some guys go up and sit with uh, an old lady who's there by herself. And the lady's like, you know, um, my husband died two years ago. And so they, like, talk for, like, eight minutes, you know, and then he prays for her. And I'm just like, this is so awesome. Actually, that guy ended up going to the seminary, too. Um, But then there's this one kid, and he didn't know who to pray for. He couldn't, like, find somebody because most of the people in the restaurant were already taken by other teenagers. So he's like, I guess I'll wait. I'll go to the bathroom. So he goes to the Bathroom. Okay, he goes to the men's room, and this guy's name is Tim. Okay, the teenager, and he's in the stall, and he hears somebody in the stall next to him who's having a very hard time. (laughs) Okay, and so Tim is just like, "Hey, man, you okay over there?" (laughs) And the guy's like, "The guy's like, no, I feel I feel so sick," and he's like, "Uh, my name is Tim, and." Uh, Because my name's Tim, I know the patron saint of, like, stomach issues, which is St. Timothy. So, do you want me to pray for you? Just thinking, like, this is the weirdest experience I've been in in my life. And the guy's like, yeah. (laughs) So, he (laughs) prayed with a guy between bathroom stalls in the the bathroom, like, somewhere in, I don't know, Indiana or something. It was just...
1: Was there a miracle?
0: I mean uh i we he didn't stick around for the whole end of that story or situation
1: sometimes so, so it's not know. a miracle
0: story it's just an intestine story that's the tie in here oh okay yeah so may
1: perhaps saint timothy but sometimes we never know about yours. the miracles you know you, you you may be blessed years later to find out that that miracle happened but sometimes we don't know the result of our prayers
0: so if you were a guy who was in a stall about eight years ago in Indiana, and some guy prayed for you, and now there's a miracle because of that,
1: let me Oh, know. you're saying if he's watching right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you are watching right now, Tommy Dome can can uh, get that news we'll back to bring you to the on next week. And uh, really, really, probably that's, that could be a cause for a Saints canonization. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, what, uh, what does the name Michael mean? Michael means who is like God. Yeah. Tell us about that.
1: Well, it's interesting. What's well, that been like with you? It's uh, When I grew up, we had plaques, little placards. So there are three boys, three girls in my family, and the boys were all in the boys' room. And we had three little plaques that went down by our closet. And mine, of course, said Michael, and then under of it, Under it, it says, who is like God. And so that was always amazing for me um, to have that name and that special meaning to it. And I think a lot of it uh, for me over the years has been coming to understand my identity um, as one in Christ, as one in God in my baptism. St. Michael is a strong saint. So, he you know, he's one of the archangels. He's usually the saint that's invoked for protection for uh, first liners, you know, police officers, firemen, uh, people in the army, um, anyone that has to go up against some kind of combat. I think it's also been very providential just for spiritual warfare. for So for me to pray with people or, you know, do some minor exorcisms with people that are struggling with anything of oppression or um, obsession or any demonic, you know, thing like that. So it's a very, he's a very powerful uh, intercessor in my life and over the years, I've come to see the the essential nature of that name because I've all I grew up really struggling with my self-esteem and identity and um, And now I see more and more that God has created me to be in his image and how good I am and that he wants to glorify the world through me. Again, not because of me, but because of my baptism, that he's ba- I'm baptized into him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as mm-hmm. are you. If you're watching and you've been baptized, that you're glorified into that as well. So... St. Michael is someone that I often um, in- intercede and invoke with for people, especially when I'm asking God to work powerful things in their lives. Yeah, so so for me, that, that identity of who is like God has helped me to re- to realize and to be in that identity that this is who I am. I'm not you know, the sum of my weaknesses and failures, as John Paul would say. Yeah. I'm the sum of the Father's love for me.
0: Yes. that's my Say that again,
1: because it's so good. Yeah, so um, John Paul said that um, we tend to identify ourselves by our worst fault, our worst characteristic. And so he would say even more so are some of our worst characteristics. Like, I'm all the things that I do bad. Well, what he said is, we are not the sum of our weakness and failures. Rather, we are the sum of the Father's love
0: for us. So who we truly are is God's beloved. I love how you think it's going one way, that saying? Like, you're Uh not the sum of your weaknesses and failures. You're the sum of how all the good stuff you've done.
1: No, it's right. like no, 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 no. We're a...
0: flipping it. It's not about you. Right. You're not the sum of the bad stuff about you. You're the sum of the Father's love. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, you know, his successor Pope Benedict. That one. That one uh, line that he has uh, that just came to mind. Um, the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Yeah. Like, you might think, oh, he's going to say discomfort. Twist, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, it's, you were made for greatness. So, all right. So the L part of Michael is the God part when you mm-hmm. take what that name literally means. So if you or someone you know has L at the end of their name, like Raphael, Raphael Gabriel, yeah. Daniel, Michael, mm-hmm. Nathaniel, Sam, I don't know. Any of those. Uh, I forget what they all mean. But you look them up and pray with that, with someone you know, or maybe it's you or uh, your son or brother or something like that. Yeah,
1: that's a good thing to do in general is to know what your name means. So a lot of times when I have people from other countries, like I just uh, had a girl from, um, who did I meet recently? Um, uh, Trying to think to who it was, but she, her, oh yes, she was a Hawaiian. And, uh, so we were talking and I said, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. And she said, I actually didn't tell you it. And she tells me her name and I said to her, what does it mean? And she said, it means the moon. And I thought that that was just a, a pretty cool thing that, mm-hmm. you know, her name means the moon and what does that mean, uh, for her and, and for her life and for her, her identity, you know, so hopefully our, your name has a meaning to it. A lot of times they don't today cause they're just like, uh, a random combination a random, of consonants. You know, combination of continents <laughs> that, that is like not <laughs> find anybody here <laughs> so um, so that's hard but um but yes try to find out what your, your name it, names are important you know God names us uh, in, in in scripture and we're, we're assigned a name at birth we pick a name for confirmation
0: yeah
1: I chose a name for confirmation for uh, diaconate when I was a deacon for a priesthood ordination. Um, so I have all these names that mean uh, they're very significant to me, and, and really, who? So, what's your are full my name? identity?
0: Will you share that? Yeah. What is your full? My name
1: is uh, Father Michael James Joseph Nathaniel John Dank.
0: We got a lot of friends and a lot of intercessors there. Mm-hmm. All right, won't you uh, wrap us out in a prayer, will you? I would love to. Okay. In
1: the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, okay. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for the work that uh, Tommy does here to help people know about your miracles, and we ask that you open our eyes, remove our blindness. And I ask through the intercession of St. Benedict that Satan be cast away, because I believe it's it's he that's keeping us blind, and St. Michael protect us and guard us, that we may have eyes that are open, that we may have childlike wonder, that we may have faith, hope, love, belief, that you do desire to work miracles in our lives. And you promise us that not only can we do the, the things that you did, but even greater things. So Father, help all of those who are listening. First of all, to realize the miracles that they have experienced in their life. And secondly, to have the courage to pray with people, to ask for miracles, And above all, do not only the things that you did, but greater things according to your will. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.